Breakfast at Fishney's. This is Mike Fisher. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star. Top 10 takes from our day at the star yesterday. These are red hot and sizzling off the breakfast griddle. Uh, we'll walk you through these top 10. Give me 19 minutes and I'll give you the cowboy world from translating Barry to the one bit of confusion that the Cowboys have going into the draft room coming up and then taking you all the way through what we think is the clarity of the Cowboys in-house mock drafts. Straight dope, no bullsh, item by item by item, top 10, let's roll. <laughs> item one, this is a damn shame. Uh, as you know, I've been around here for 33 years. Nobody can do translating Jerry like I do. And I'm going to uh, petition the Cowboys next time Jerry does a press conference, which will be late Thursday night. Let me go up there and sit there like I'm Garrett Morris on Saturday Night Live and uh, yell out to the audience after he says something, what the hell he's trying to say. Translating Jerry. I am the crown prince. The crown king? What? Of... Translating Jerry. Just let me do it. Let me handle this. Stephen, I'll handle it. Will, Big Mike, PR department, with all due respect, PR department, just let me handle it. Gene Bryant, Jerry, shots fired. No, I'm not firing shots at Jerry, nor is Jerry firing shots at McClay, McCarthy, or Zeke. But that's how it came off. Let me fix this. I'm trying to think how to write about it today. It's such a cluster buck. Jerry, item one, says on the subject of the declining value of drafting a running back in the first round, obviously having taken Zeke fourth overall in 2016. Uh Zeke was too high for us. Now, guys, I'm sitting right there. No, VJ. No. Matthew J, $20 pitch into the refund. Translation problem isn't drafting, it's coaching. I'll get there. I was there. Been sitting there for 33 years. Gene Bryant is, Gene, you're correct. And that's a problem. Jerry tried to explain things. And on the subject of Ezekiel Elliott, uh, turned it into some Little Rock gibberish. And the next thing you know, there's a thousand websites this morning in America that think Jerry Jones is ripping Ezekiel Elliott. Not to mention the joke after joke after joke. That was funny if you speak the language. Uh, Zeke was picked too high for us. That quote made it into a newspaper that accidentally, completely misunderstood and semi-misquoted what he was saying and turned it into, accidentally, a... Jerry and Cowboys rip job on Zeke. Now, I want you to think how careful they've been since the release of Ezekiel Elliott and before. 
how careful they've been to explain there is no animosity here. There is no dislike for Zeke. There is nothing but love for Zeke. And we're even open to him coming back, whether they are really or not. They said the nice things. And they mean the nice things. Roy, Jerry's getting harder and harder to follow. Streaker, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get a circle and a star? Ask the fellas, I'll show you how. Jerry's still smart, but he can't communicate worth a damn. But that's fine. But it's our job to properly interpret what he's saying. And that got goofed up yesterday. It got into one of the newspapers. Now, the newspaper went and corrected its error, kind of. But the toothpaste is out of the tube. How do we fix it? So I'm going to take a big mop today and try to clean up all the feces that came from the misunderstanding, and I'll see what I can do. Dan Grigsby, wish my name was Dan Grigsby. Sometimes we just misspeak, and Jerry certainly wishes he could have a couple of these back because he, he in addition to his Little Rock Jerryism gibberish, uh, and, and and sometimes his verbal pretzel-logic word salad, in addition to that, he figured that the DFW media would be properly able to interpret his meaning. And the DFW media blew it. On the subject of Zeke, Zeke he was simply saying that in terms of how you pay running backs, where you draft running backs, second contracts, the devaluation of the running back, that generally speaking, four is too high to pick a running back. That's all he was saying. Doze, $5 pitch in into the brief hunt. It sucks how people rip on Zeke for what he is now and don't talk about what he was. You are dead on. It's too bad, and maybe this will change, but right now it seems like Ezekiel Elliott's legacy is boy, he fell off the cliff. That should not be his legacy. Pastor of Muppets, context, there's an antique word. I know, and I'm an antique journalist, and that's the way we will roll. Item two, Jerry Jones, joking. While sitting next to Big Mike, basically elbowing him in his tummy, And saying, uh, drafting ain't our problem. Coaching is. He was joking. And away we go. You're damn right, Jerry. It is coaching. You're darn right, Jerry. It's coaching and drafting. You're darn right, Jerry. Except you should have said the problem is ownership. It's joking. I wish the movie Stripes was more popular. Bill Murray movie. So when I say, lighten up, Francis, more people would understand the reference. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> Item three. Jerry does it again. He is heaping praise all over Will McClay, who, of course, as you know, if you watch this show, is the unifier. And Jerry talked a lot about that, how, how he manages the scouts works, uh, talked about his communication skills, unique. This is what I've been saying for years about Will McClay. He's the unifier. Very rare that you can find an NFL executive 
let alone an executive in a, any other business who can do the equivalent of this or do this in football, he can get ownership going in this direction. He can get the scouting staff, obviously, which he's in charge of, going in the same direction. He can get the coaching staff to grab an oar and row in the same direction. Very challenging in the NFL to get the coaching wing and the scouting wing on the same page. Very challenging. And Will McClay can walk into the locker room. And there's nobody in the NFL that I know of that can do all four of those things, really. Belichick can't do that. Very difficult. Maybe Sean McVay? It's a short list. And that's part of what Jerry was saying about McClay. He's saying the scouting department is in the best shape it's ever been in. McClay is the reason. And I say, in addition to McClay being a guy, a, a scout, not to mention having been a coach and a player, it's, it's McClay as a unifier that makes this thing work. And then, I think it was Newey Scruggs, NBC5, who says, why don't you hire him as a general manager? Which is a, that's, that's, that's a good one to throw out there. And Jerry says, uh, I can't make him the general manager because uh, we have one. That job's taken. Funny. Stephen White gets the movie reference. Fish, you are our big toe. Go watch, go, go, go watch Stripes tonight with your uh, loved ones. It's good. And then Jerry adds, uh, uh, Mr. Nudie, uh, if Will can write those checks, I might consider it. He's joking. Darren, Will is the general manager without the name. I prefer to put it this way. Not that Jerry likes it when I put it this way, but I stand by it. Will McClay, Stephen Jones, and Jerry Jones are co-general managers. Jerry's got the title and the rubber stamp. It won't get done if Jerry doesn't say yes. But, but if Will and Stephen, if Will says yes to personnel and Stephen says yes to finance, Jerry doesn't say no. So let's call him the de facto co-general manager. And nothing wrong with that. By the way, when people say, well, then why don't you, and why don't you give him the title? What, why bother? What's the difference? If he's already doing the work and he doesn't care about the title, what difference does it make if I stencil GM on his door? They pay him pretty well. He's happy. He turns down interview opportunities every year. That's a fact, Jack. Army, we got a three-headed monster at GM. In a way, you've got a outstanding personnel guy as a co-GM in Will. You've got Capman as a co-GM in charge of finance. And you've got Jerry Jones as the ringleader. As long as one of them <clears throat> doesn't get in the way of the others, it's fine. It's unorthodox, but it's fine. Big buck, $5 pitch in. Great question. 
do they lose the uh, post-June 1st $10 million savings if they redo Zeke? It depends what they spend on Zeke. They get the $10 million savings. Done. And then you go to Zeke and offer him, first of all, probably nothing. Because what I say about the re-signing of Zeke is, if it was a two, if it was a good idea to re-sign him for one year and $2 million, why didn't both parties already do it? Pastor, Will is not football Jesus. Man, you are dead on. What's happened here, though, is Cowboy Nation and the media, national media, because they want to beat up. There's always, in every story going back to the history of mankind, including in the Bible, the history of mankind predates the Bible, but you know what I'm saying. Don't tell anybody. There's got to be a hero. There's got to be a villain in every story. It's the way it is. There isn't a good story that's ever been written or told that doesn't have a hero or a villain. So the audience sometimes makes Jerry the villain. Well, who's going to be the hero? Will McClay. Army training, sir. Roy Smith, is the Zeke thing being driven by Dak? Dak doesn't have the authority to drive Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys to a contract. Dak's in favor of the re-signing of Ezekiel Elliott. And guess what? Interestingly, so is Troy Aikman in his conversation with us the other day. Paul Gale, Uncle Fish Premium. In Will McClay, I trust, but he cannot write the checks. Jerry's right. He is indeed right. So work together. There's nothing about Jerry Jones's ownership last year that caused them to lose the 49ers game. There's plenty in the playoffs. There's plenty about the triangle of co-GMing that got them to that game. Item four, Cowboys and tight ends. Boy, uh, Big Mike was really specific when he talked about what he looks for in a tight end. He needs somebody to play the traditional Y, that's the inline tight end. He needs somebody to be a, quote, movement guy. Um, he needs somebody who can line up wide. This is why I've talked to you about how they're looking for their Travis Kelsey. Um, and I think Michael Mayer, Notre Dame tight end, um, is probably the guy closest to that. He He's the guy who can be an inline blocker, be an inline tight end, more than Kincaid can. But Kincaid is a guy that can be more uh, go out and line up wide. But... And 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 maybe maybe it's all a smokescreen and they don't really want a tight end. But man, Mike McCarthy was extremely specific when talking about what he looks for. By the way, uh, we've talked about this before. McCarthy's football obsession is the six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound anything. He really believes, and it's special teams too. Find me. Find me a bunch of 6'4", 250-pound guys and a bunch of them. 
more than anybody else has. And we've got who can play and run it. And we've got ourselves a football team. So uh, put that in your put that in your uh, file filing cabinet. It's a really interesting take, and it'll pop up now as we go forward in terms of Mike McCarthy and personnel. Item five, kind of out of nowhere, Big Mike mentioned that Josh Ball is going to try to play some guard. I'll add to that. I don't think Matt Letzko came up. He's going to try to play some guard too. What's important to note as it relates to the draft. None of that has anything to do with who they're going to draft. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not positive. I don't remember how, how Josh Ball came up at a pre-draft uh, 2023 press conference at the Star in Frisco, which, of course, we were uh, privileged to be at. By the way, right afterwards, talking with uh, Big Mike down the hall and then Jerry and Steven, we went and did Fish for Lunch live. If you haven't seen that, go get it. Uh, it's me and... Uh, Jerry Helicopter co-starring. I, I I don't find at this moment Josh Ball or Matt Lewetsko Waletsko to be very significant. But there you go, base covered. Item. They are absolutely around here wrestling with. Oh, too broke. Somebody asked about Ball again. No disrespect to my media colleagues. I I didn't I didn't have that on my list. I had a hundred things on my list. I did not have, how's Josh Ball doing on my list? But whatever. They are wrestling with the value of running back. By the way, I said 22 minutes. We're going to be a little longer than that. Please accept my apology. Streaker, they're so hung up on shiny things, all the great foundational players available are getting ignored unless they draft a starting guard in the first or second round streaker. Dean Graham, on the athleticism scale, Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end, doesn't really rank as high as some of the others. Doesn't that matter if you want your Kelsey? Yeah. I don't know where they have Kincaid versus Mayer. I think the assumption is Kincaid, because he's more Kelsey-ish, is going to go higher and not be available at 26. Uh, and, and then you look at Mayer and go, listen, there, there's, there's some Gronk Witten in there. Let's do that. And I think that's a consideration. Gene fish, you go more than 22 minutes. That's a win for Cowboy nation. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy has never drafted a running back in the first round. We've talked about the Packers policy, by the way, Mike McCarthy didn't do the drafting in Green Bay, but that's another story. They, they, Mike McCarthy had a top rank offense most of those 15 years, and they did it with six round schlemiels many times at uh, running back. By the way, if you don't know what a schlemiel is, ask your Yiddish grandparents. Delta, $5 pitch in into the brief on fish. You could be on for 24 straight hours and we'd eat it up. You are him. Wow. That might be the most uh, crazy comment we've ever had on here, Delta. Thank you for that. That's very, uh, very nice of you. 24 straight hours. The Cowboys took Zeke in 2016, and trust me, they stand by it. It didn't, it didn't work quite as they planned, because what they planned was to win a Super Bowl. Other than that, 
it's fine. Uh, now, they seem to be working their minds around when and where you take a running back and when and where you give him a second contract. So they think, they talked about first 10 or 15, you know, first 10 picks, first 15 picks, you know, you got that guy's got to get a second contract, but not 26. Of course, the idea is there's a certain amount of first round graded guys. It just so happens to be around 15 to 18. Which takes us to the next point, item seven. I don't want, and they don't want to overpay to get into the top 18. But if that's where all the first round graders are, top 18, you can see why you want to trade up to 18. And I would, again, that's another one. I would put that in your filing cabinet. The idea that the Cowboys want to not overpay, still want to kind of try to win the trade, but if 18, 15, 16, 18 is the cutoff point, then yes, you'd like to get up and in to the cutoff point. Anthony, Bijan for a one and a three. Depends where you want to go, uh, Anthony. That won't even, if, if, if he, if, if the Eagles are thinking of drafting him at 10 or the Falcons are thinking of drafting him at eight, I believe the Falcons at eight, a one and a three doesn't even get you close. They'll, they'll laugh at you. Bijan would have to drop to, I don't know, 18 with a first round grade, which I'm sure he has. And then maybe somebody listens to that. Maybe. Speaking of those grades, 15, 16, 18. Is that, is that bad? I've seen some general managers say, this is a poor year. There's only 15 instead of 18. Dude, it's three guys. It's three guys short of what you wish it was. That doesn't make this a poor draft. In fact, um, you know how water finds its level? I would predict there would be the same number of guys in this draft that become pro bowlers as there are in every other draft because water finds its level. <laughs> Item eight. We did the video yesterday. Uh, I'm thinking about a trade. It's the first thing Jerry said. What we have to determine is, because I translate Jerry better than anybody on the planet, how much of that is the Cowboys are sometimes a marketing company that plays football on the side, and how much is it they, they've actually had those conversations, and that's what made it pop to the top of Jerry's brain. Fitty, fitty. That's how much. And Jerry hinted at it a little bit later when he said, uh, 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 Mr. Dana Jett, uh, we, we can move up in this draft now. Uh, we can move back. We, we can move back. We can move back. Uh, we could pick at 26. And then he goes, just keep us in mind now. Just keep us in mind. Keep the Cowboys in mind. Somebody write a headline, will you? Saying Cowboys could trade up. Done. Somebody write a headline, will you? Cowboys could trade down. Done. Somebody write a headline, will you? Cowboys could stay up 26. Done, but not nearly as exciting. 
Somebody write a headline accurately saying Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, colon, uh, I'm thinking about a trade. Done at CowboysSI.com. Man, we covered that thing like a blanket yesterday and continue to do it today. Uh, I think CowboysSI.com this month, readership is up to 2.5 million of you with a week to go. Would you please remind yourself today, maybe three to 10 times, go click on CowboysSI.com. You will not be disappointed. So is Jerry uh, thinking about a trade? Yes. Is Jerry also uh, thinking about t-shirt sales? Maybe just a tad. <laughs> Item nine. Yesterday morning, Mike McCarthy sat down with Will McClay, and I think it was just the two of them. And they went to the big computer. You know, it's not a chalkboard anymore. And they plugged in an assortment of thoughts and did an in-house mock draft. Now, they like to call it a simulation. They will do 30 of these have done some, will continue to do some. And the way this works is they gather all the intel they can get. Everybody sits around the big staff table. What do you hear Atlanta's going to do? What's the buzz here? I don't know if they say, what does Twitter say? Seattle's going to do it five, but they gather their intel. And then depending on all the different stuff, they come up with a simulation, a mock draft. This guy's going to go here. That guy's going to go there. A, a mock draft featuring Bijan slipping to 18. Absolutely done. Another mock draft where Kincaid and Mayer are both available. I bet you that's on the list. A mock draft where the quarterback hooker is still around in the third round. Thirty of them, and and it's it's part of the research that and every team does it. And the idea is, of course, you don't want to sit there, whether it's at four or twenty six, and be surprised. And it's happened. Um, I think the Minnesota Vikings have done this twice in the last fifteen years, where they had to pass on their pick because they weren't ready. Millions of dollars. Minnesota Vikings invested millions of dollars and then maybe lost millions of dollars by letting themselves be surprised at what happened just ahead of them. Outrageous. And item 10, you knew we'd get to old stinky. Cowboys play the Jets this year. This has already been happening, but obviously... Uh, the Aaron Rodgers trade going official yesterday from Green Bay to the Jets really accelerates this. Can you imagine the arguing and the arguing and the bantering and the negotiating that's going on right now with because that game it'll be Jets at AT&T Stadium. So that's an AFC CBS game. So CBS is sitting back going that's ours. Can you imagine? And Fox is saying, doesn't have to be. Why don't we do that game? 
And ESPN is saying, boy, we paid an awful lot of rights for Monday Night Football. That seems that Aaron Rodgers, New York, and the Cowboys. That's ours. And then in comes what, 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 Amazon or YouTube. I don't know. Amazon, YouTube saying, hey, throw us a bone. Depending on how that works, R.A. Jr. says Thanksgiving Jets at Cowboys, certainly feasible. That Depending on where it is in terms of the schedule, that might be the highest rated regular season game of all time. Thanks in part to old Stinky. Cowboys can't get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Get him out of the NFC. Get him out of Green Bay. You still got to deal with him one more time before next offseason when he pouts his way out of New York. Old Stinky. Cowboys can't get rid of Aaron. And I assume, because he never washes his hair, Aaron Rodgers can't get rid of Head Slice. Fish out. Oh.